Welcome to Success Grid, the place for sharing entrepreneurial stories, knowledge, and wisdom to educate and inspire you to always strive to raise your standards in your business and your life. With your host, Hussein Talib. Welcome, Grid Insiders, to a new episode of the Success Grid podcast. I have a special guest today, Angel Rebo, aka the CEO Confident is a business influencer, LinkedIn strategist, international TV host, public speaker, CEO consultant, board member, and philanthropist. So, Angel, are you ready to enter the grid? I am indeed. Awesome, awesome. So, why don't you give to, to the people who are hearing us a little more about who you are and what you do? Absolutely. So, basically, I live in, in Texas, in the U.S., north of Texas, north of Dallas. And uh, I, I'm originally from very close to Barcelona in Spain. I've lived here in 10, you know, 10 years, but I've, I've lived in seven, eight different countries and I've done business in more than 33 countries. And basically, uh, you know, five years ago, I left corporate America, the corporate world, a large company I was working with. I had worked with them for, I think, 11 years or something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I started my own consulting business. I also started my nonprofit. So... And what we do in, in, in our company, what we do is we basically ho- help, excuse me, both entrepreneurs, accomplished entrepreneurs and corporate CEOs to bridge the gap globally for expansion and exposure uh, as a way to accelerate the growth of their businesses. I do that. Mm-hmm. And that's why I call myself the CEO Confident, because actually mm-hmm. in the last 20 plus years, uh, I helped more than 1,500 uh, CEOs, you know, uh, growth or accelerate the growth of their businesses. Cool. At the, sa- at the same time, yeah, I started my nonprofit and it's called Wisdom for Kids and we help okay. underprivileged kids. Cool. Uh, yeah, I saw that. We will talk about that uh, later in this episode. So first tell me, I, I read that you speak five languages. Yes. Cool. What what the, what are these five languages? Well, it's it's English, French, Spanish, Catalan, which is a language we speak in the north of Spain, and then uh, Portuguese. I, mm-hmm. I I understand other languages because most of I would say most of the Roman languages, Latin origin languages are are very similar. So I'm able to understand mm-hmm. others, but those are the ones that I have used personally to conduct business in my life. Cool. Uh, w- w- would you say Italian similar to these? Um. Well. You know, it's it's uh, again, it's it's it, you understand it because yeah. the, let's say the rules of the different you know words are, are yeah. similar to yeah. Good. Thank you. Uh, but I, I because I love I use I used to learn Italian. It's a beautiful language also. It so is, yeah, cool. Anyway, so uh, what was your defining moment in your life? Was there a defining moment that made you want to do, to do this for entrepreneurs or CEOs that uh, want to help them? Yeah, so I think that, well, there, there's been many defining moments, but maybe the, one of the, I would have not been in a sales environment unless I had left Spain in the 90s. That's, that's probably one of the reasons. And the reason why I probably left Spain in the 90s is because I had a, I had a, like a little bit of a traumatic divorce in, the 19, in 1997. So, and that that was thank you thank you and that was probably the reason why I decided hey you know I, I'm free to decide what I want to do in my life I'm free to to do whatever I want in my life and 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 probably that's why I actually look for a position outside Spain I was reading a, a national newspaper 
Uh, I was in Barcelona at that time, and I, I decided to go for an interview in Madrid mm. for a position in London. So, and I went there, I flew there, and then they they offered me the position, and I eventually go, you know, went to went to went to London, went to the UK, and that was actually the last that the last time I was in in in, in Spain was that that year in, in, the, in the late nineties. Cool. So you you mentioned you work with CEOs and entrepreneurs, right? Yes. So what what are the things or the mistakes that you see in corporate in general, corporate America or any or any corporate you work with? Yes. So I I would say that the most important thing is how there's this you know there's this uh, difference there's this distance between what the CEO really wants to make happen in the companies and you know they really want to make it happen because they probably they have you know they, they their board has told them to do something and they have to do it right mm-hmm. and, and the reason and, and and they still have to make sure that all their employees mm-hmm. have to have to actually get the job done so there's a still this you know gap between what the CEO wants their employees to do and what their employees do as you as you know, the level of disengagement from the work from the workplace from by employees is, is is huge. I mean, every single time someone conducts a, a poll, a survey, there's always over over seventy percent of employees that say they are not really engaged in, in in their workplace. Yeah, they do what they have to do, but just to get the paycheck at the end of the month. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So that that's and that, that's a growing problem. And if you add right now, if you add Obviously, with everything that's going on in the world right now, uh, you know, um, there's there's people working remote. There's people working, you know, um, uh, on hybrid models that they, they yeah. maybe spend one or two days at work at, the, at their premises, the facilities of the company. The yeah. rest they work from home. So again, the potential, the potential, the, 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 it's the potential of being more disengaged than before is. Is there? So I think that's definitely one of the main issues that CEOs are having to deal with today. Yeah, cool. So, uh, but the goals of the CEOs that that are in the company are they different from, for example, the employees? Shouldn't be there be the same vision for the people who are all working in the same company, or the that's, CEOs have their own thing thinking about? That's it, it's not that. That's a great question. I mean, let's make it clear yeah. i mean why do companies exist let's say you are the owner of a company the reason why that company exists is because you want to have a return on investment of yeah. on the investment that you made yeah. you want to have a return you want to make money right yeah. you want to make real money so sure. so the main goal of the ceo is to make sure that the company continuously continuously gives this return back to their investors yeah. that's the main goal and all the company's goal, the main company's goal is the same one. But the question is, how do I make that my employees have the same goal that I that I have? Because I am paying my employees, if I am a CEO, let's say, I'm paying my employees to make sure that they keep on adding, you know, return to the investment that the investors made in the company. Yeah. And that's the big gap. That's that's the big problem. That's the big question mark. So how do we make sure that the employees are fully aligned with fully aligned with the goals of the company? And as the company grows, typically the employees tend to be more 
apart mm. and far from those goals of the CEO. Yeah, but I don't know. I noticed that employees do that, go 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 and ignore their company, let's say, <laughs> because with time passes by and spending years in the company, they don't see the reward they think that they deserve, you know, like increasing salary or increasing the position, something like that, right? Do you think that maybe the big guys upstairs <laughs> don't give the lower uh, employees what they deserve? This is one of the things that happened. I think it's a two-way street. I mean, to be mm. fair with everybody, it's a two-way street. <laughs> I think that we cannot blame the CEO and we cannot blame the employees. I think that there's a middle ground and that's where we should go, okay? Mm. And, and, and I think that also, if you want to keep your employees accountable, mm. right? Because that's what the CEO wants, to, you know? And, and, the, and I tell you, I don't know anybody, I don't know any single employee that would not like, would not like to be fully engaged with the company and would not like to be to have fun and to enjoy the work, right? Yeah. If you are spending eight hours or more a day, we consider it to be a social interaction a little bit. Yes, this is exactly. this is one of the reasons uh, we go to work in general. I think, yeah. So again, the question is how the CEO makes sure that it, their employees are fully aligned, and that comes down to I would say two things. Number one, the leadership style. Yeah. What kind of leader, what kind of leader does that organization have, right? What kind of CEO leader that is? Because one thing is being a CEO and another one is being a real, genuine, conscious leader for the organization. That's two different things, okay? Mm -hmm. Most of the times are the same thing, but sometimes they are not, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that's mm -hmm. important. And number two, have you really coached, have you really trained your employees so that they are fully aligned with the culture of the company, fully aligned with the goals of the corporation. Mm. Okay, so because I think it's not fair as a CEO, it's not fair to ask a lot of things from your employees unless you have given them all the tools that they need yeah. to really thrive with their jobs. Yes, you know what yeah. I mean. Yeah, yeah, that's very yeah. important. You, you should, you should, you should uh, give them the tools to be free to execute things. Even if it's their, to me, even if it's their own way, but if it gets the job done, to me, that's great. This is what I think, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you can set the, the bar, you can set yeah. the expectations at the level that you want, right? Yeah. But I think that if employees would be really excited about doing what they're doing, I think that that would be much better for the company. And if what they do is fully aligned with the expectations of the of the leadership team and of the CEO, right? The thing is, again, how do we do this? It's leadership style, according to my experience, and then are they being coached and trained in order to be able to be fully aligned with those goals and with the culture of the company? Yeah. So let me ask you, what is the most important blind spot that you see in corporations today? Yeah, I think that's that's definitely one of them. But yeah. let, let, let me also tell you something else. I, I think that going from leadership to conscious leadership is another vine spot. I think that mm -hmm. being fully conscious about how what what your leadership style you want, you know, what 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 leadership style do you want to have in yeah. order to properly lead, right? And I think it's a, it, 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 there's a big difference there. Let me tell you also something that I read the other day from one of the big consulting firms in the world, and they were talking about what's the number one priority for CEOs today. Okay. And I think that this is related to the blind spot. 
Yeah. And the, the number one goal right now is who, how am I going to upskill, upskill my employees, my workforce? How am I going to do it? How am I going to bring additional skills to my employees? That's the number one thing right now. And mm-hmm. again, it's a survey. It's, it's just a few weeks ago that this survey was published. Okay. So that's the number one thing. How am I going to give my employees the additional skills that they need for what's coming right now? I mean, remember, yeah. everything that has happened in the world has changed the world. Yeah, especially so, now in COVID. Yes. You need the communication skills. You need the skills to do the job. You need multiple things to combine together so that... You need uh, more things. Remember, I mean, if you if you don't really consider, if you don't really consider right now what's going on in the world, that the world has changed, that consumers make decisions from a different point of view, they take into consideration different criteria. If you don't consider that, then you are missing on something really important. Yes. That's ex- that's very important, Hussein. Very important. The world has changed, Hussein. Yeah, the world has changed. Definitely, exactly. Yeah, especially especially with COVID and the in this last year, last year and a half, things a lot a lot of things had shifted a, a lot. Yeah, and fast, fast. Technology, technological change, everything is going fast these days. I agree. Yeah. So how companies or businesses or even CEOs can be more conscious in the world of business today? Um, well, I think that they have to probably, I mean, every, every single CEO, every single business leader has their own, you know, how to say this, their own habits, right? They, they know how to use their time. I think that they have to, one of one of my one one of big one of my big epiphanies while helping CEOs is that I think that going slow is actually speeding up the business process, the business generation process, the revenue yeah. generation, the profitability. Yeah. Going as lower, going as lower in this in the sense of becoming more aware yeah. and, and 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 increasing the communication with your employees. Yeah. Right now, it's not that you have a choice to do it or not. I really think that you have to do it. Mm. You have to do it. You have to slow down and you have to really take stock of what's going on in your company. Mm. Remember, even if your works, your workers are working remotely or on a hybrid mode, model, they have their mind raised right now on a completely different place. Mm-hmm. Are you obtaining, are you getting the feedback from your employees as you should, as you should do? Are you doing it? Yes or no? Mm. Things have changed again. We, I mean, it's it's how it's it's so funny that we tend to keep on being doing the same thing over and over and over and over again. But are we actually asking ourselves, is the right thing to do? Yeah. Do we have to adapt our leadership style? To, yeah. Do we have to use more communication? Do we have to have a more continuous feedback? Yeah. Do we have to have a more continuous feedback with our employees, with our middle management, with our CN suite? That's the, mm-hmm. those are the difficult those are the important questions to ask ourselves again the world has changed and mm-hmm. our and, and I'm just talking about internally but what about my suppliers what about yeah. my clients yeah it's it's uh, there's a cycle that it's, supply it's, chain affecting everything the, the your communications the communication with all your stakeholders in the company as a CEO has to change because everything has changed around us Our yeah. mindset is in a different place. Yeah. Everybody's mindset is in a different place. Yeah. Everybody. Exactly, exactly. So 
speaking of change and fast pace and stuff like that in the last year and the crisis uh, entrepreneurs and businesses how how they can pivot in the time of crisis Yeah, so like, like like we saw a lot of businesses now or like a lot of employees started working from home right so so what what what's the thing that pivot what to do to pivot in a crisis yes thank you yeah i think it's it's a great question because i think last year everybody was looking at what should they be doing differently or how to actually branch out to a different like line of business or something hmm. and i was blessed enough you know with being asked here you know for by by different business accelerators here in the Dallas area to to do that so it's Ooh. very clear it's very it's very clear to me and number one i think there's there's four things that every single entrepreneur should take into consideration when they are thinking about pivoting or 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 reinventing pivoting yeah. is a very american term maybe reinventing <laughs> themselves right uh, create, you want... create, creativity creativity should be there exactly so the, the number one thing is The number one thing, I think there's four ingredients to reinventing successfully. Number one yeah. is what is that real? I mean, think about what is that thing that every single time that you do, you really thrive, you really like to do. And put like, write a list of those things that you really like to do. Yeah. Okay. Really like to do. Okay. So things that you are passionate and, and when you do them, time flies. Number two. <laughs> What are the things that the other people around you, it can be friends, business partners, colleagues, you know, co-employees, friends, that thing that they tell you, you are really good at that. You are an expert in that. You, I mean, and every time that they need something about that, they come to you and they ask you. That's mm-hmm. number two, which is expertise. Number one is passion. Number two is expertise. Number three, is there a market for that thing? Okay. Is there a market? So, And, 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 and this relates totally with connecting with the market as soon as possible. People are reluctant. We are, as entrepreneurs, we are fearful of reaching out to our audience and having conversations with our audience. We are yeah. fearful. We are consistently fearful. Exactly. We think, yeah, we think that, we think that, you know, this is not gonna, you know, this is not gonna generate, um, uh, you know, or, or, or We are fearful of having a, ref- you know, a, a rejection. That's what we're. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but right now, a lot have of the the one of I am one of them. We have this fear like of rejection. What if someone said no? I don't want this. I don't want to see this. And the unknown also. I fear of the unknown also. Yes, exactly. So, so number three, um, is there a market for this? For whatever I want to do, this thing that I'm passionate about, that I'm that the others tell me I'm an expert for. You know, is there a market for this? And that's why I always tell everybody, whatever you're doing, the first thing you have to do is to go and talk to potential clients. It can be your friends. It can be your 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 former clients. It can be your relatives. Mm. It can be, you know, business partners. It can be anybody. Go there and ask them, would you do that? Would you do that? Would you do that? Would you do that? Mm. And, and the last one, that's the four let's say the four ingredient of this perfect recipe of reinventing yourself is, is the market willing to pay for it and how much? Uh-huh. So when you're talking to your audience, to your potential clients, and you know there's an audience, okay? So you know there's an audience. The question, the big thing is, will you, you know, you will you, um, uh, um, will the market pay for that service and how much? So then if, if, you, if you actually do, in, you know, 
iterations, iterations around those four different ingredients, I think that you will eventually find something that can be really successful and you can actually make a living out of that. Exactly. Also, speaking of change and internet and working from home, all this, all this stuff, the internet, the internet re- revolutionized everything, right? So what do you think of expanding globally to make acceleration in the growth of, the, of any business? Yes. So that's, that's, a, that's a great question because also, you know what happens, Hussein? We think that, okay, our, our business is on the internet. It's already global. Just because it's the internet, it's already global. Yeah. And as you know, this is not true. Because let's say, you know, yes. you speak English, you, are, I mean, you, are, you speak very good English. Yeah. But, but uh, you know, in your country, is it, is it the normal? Is it no. normal that no. everybody speaks such a good English? So no. you just told me. Yeah. But also, let's say you, you want to put your business into the world. And you, let's say you want to sell to other English-speaking countries. Yeah. You want to sell to the UK. You want to sell to the US. You want to sell to uh, uh, Australia, to, uh, to South Africa, right? I mean, that could be, yeah. but the thing is, you, and, and the question you have to ask yourself, in order for me to sell to them, can I use the same strategies I use in my own country? The answer is no. And that's why culture is so important, yeah. Hussein. Culture yeah. is very important. And, and, you know, the interaction between you and your market is called marketing. That's what marketing is, okay? Yeah. Interaction between your business and your market. That's, that's marketing. So how do you do your marketing so that you can do it globally? So if you want to reach out to the English-speaking people in the UK, how do you do it? If you want to reach out to the, you know, to the English-speaking people in the US, how do you do it? And that's, that's the kind of questions that we, we help from the CEO Confident brand, we help people to, to answer is, how can we help you get, go, go global, knowing that you have to be not only respectful of the culture, but you also have to be able to speak Exactly. The language of the culture of the place where you want to go. Oh, I, I love that because, because even like big brand names like restaurants like McDonald's or Burger King, like they opened some branches in certain parts of the world and they didn't succeed, right? So yeah, this is even big brands like these. It's, it's, it's a culture is a very important thing, yes. So let me ask you, for you, Angel, what's your mission today? Yes, thank you. That's a that's a great question. So I consider myself really a an 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 a divine unstoppable force that brings connection to the unconnected mm-hmm. by uplifting their energy and empowering their awareness. Okay, so that's really my that's really my mission. That's mm-hmm. who I consider myself to be. And guess what? I think that that the kind of people I am attracting to, to the world that I live in is the exact same kind of people, honestly. And, I, and when I am invited to, to be on a, on a podcast, I think that actually we are very aligned with the podcast hosts when that happens because we, we tend to forget who we really are. I think that we are all, you are, I am, you know, unstoppable divine forces, <laughs> really, that we can help yeah. our clients to obtain so many things. And really what I... What, for me, getting a client is to be able to connect the unconnected. Really, that's what getting a client is. Cool. And what I do for my clients is really uplifting their energy. So I, I'm really able to, to, to make them, you know, uh, uplift their energy and making them aware and empower their awareness. So they really know what their expertise, what their awesomeness is 
so that they can go to the market and they can put their brand you know, easily to the market and they can start generating revenue out of their clients. Mm -hmm. Good. So <clears throat> let me ask you, what, uh, what's a major takeaway for people? Uh, so whether they are entrepreneurs or whether they are CEOs, what's the major takeaway for people to, to take from this one? The, from, you know, from my, you know, working with entrepreneurs and CEOs for the last 20 plus years, this is the main business mantra I use all the time, which is take imperfect action now. Take mm. imperfect action now. That's the main piece of advice I would like to give yeah. everybody. You are infinitely powerful. Every single day, if you go through life slow enough, I'm going to repeat this, okay? Yeah. If, you go, if you go through life slow enough, you are going to receive, really, continuously. You're going to see things. You're going to receive messages. People are going to tell you things. If you go slow enough to actually pay enough attention to those, those are the, those are the messages, messages that you need to learn to really start taking action. I already described to you the four ingredients of a successful reinvention, of a su yeah. successful business, right? When you reinvent yourself. But the most important thing is that you take imperfect action. It might be, it might be fearful. It might be scary. But take action. It yeah. doesn't have to be perfect. Take action. Yeah. Go and meet with exactly. your potential clients, with your future clients, and start knowing what your market needs yeah. today. I, I love that. Take take imperfect action now because because you can start, let's say, with uh, version 1.0. Then you go to 2.0. Then you go 3.0. And you keep developing the version, the products, whatever it is that you do. You don't have to keep waiting until it's perfect because it will never be perfect because you will always improve on it right totally exactly. absolutely totally yeah. exactly so tell us more about your charity it's called wisdom for kids right exactly so basically we help underprivileged kids in latin america become entrepreneurs using the local resources you know we go to communities in latin america we talk to the community leaders and we tell them hey we would like to start an entrepreneurial journey to, for your kids in your area in your community, right? And we go to different kinds of community. We go to from urban communities, suburban, rural, or even indigenous communities, okay. right? Mm. And, and basically we connect with those communities and we tell them, hey, we would like to do this. We would like to start teaching entrepreneurship to your kids. And that's exactly what we do. We, we set up a particular date. And the funny thing is that the first time every single, when we explain what this is about to the community leaders, the first thing they ask us is, How much is that going to be? How much is it going to be? How much it costs? Money. How much money? No, yes, exactly. No. And we tell them, yeah, it's going to be for free. And, and <laughs> cool. Because we are a nonprofit, right? Yeah. That's what we like to do. And yeah, we have yeah. helped already so that you know and the audience knows we have already helped more than 1,000 families oh, in that cool. entrepreneurial journey. So, so, and then when we tell them, hey, we're going to do it because we want to really genuinely help the kids in your community, we would like to change your community, right? And then, you know, we go there and we start the journey with a workshop. It's, a, it's a, like a, our starting initial workshop. And it's a, it's a workshop, which is like really very high, high level of energy kind of workshop, you know. And, and basically, we, 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 we connect with the kids, we dance, we sing, cool. we, we, we exercise, we, 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 we tell stories, uh, tales, we play, you know, we play games. Cool. Uh, I think we sing, we sing songs. I already said that, and we also meditate. 
and the meditation is meditation is the most powerful moment of the entire workshop Hussein. it's, it's yeah. just magic it's amazing uh, so what, what are the age groups you are you, you are working on yeah we so we start at seven and we go mm. up to Whoa. up to 15 yes oh. so should you instill the entrepreneurial mindset in the minds of these kids instead of just keep thinking like maybe maybe they will get a, a college degree and finally go to work for someone but maybe someday they will also have their own uh, business or startup right because they have this this in their life well remember that those are underprivileged kids so yeah. what what you just told me which is very normal for you or for me it's not for them mm. that's what not that's not what they have in their minds yeah they have, what they have in their minds is that you know right now i am helping my family as much as i can yeah. because my family is an underprivileged family too right. so most of the kids are actually working with their family yeah. with their parents so, so so possibly they are not even in school now so sometimes they are in a school sometimes they are not oh. and but for that what i can tell you for sure is that most of those kids they are helping their parents with their businesses or you know with something related to generating additional income Mm. Because they are underprivileged families. In when we go, yeah. for instance, just to give you an example, yeah, when we what, go to rural, rural what, communities, what what is the percentage of uh, uh, children that are underprivileged? It depends on the kind of community. Well, let me tell you the, the percentages. In the cities, it's around. Uh, in the cities, is around twenty five percent. Okay. In the in the suburban areas, is around. That's Latin America. Okay, Latin America. In in the suburban communities is around fifty percent. Okay. In the in the rural communities is seventy five percent. Wow. And in and in the indigenous communities is ninety five percent. Yeah, it's gonna be high there. Yes. So mm-hmm. as you see, it's huge, huge so, communities yeah. of kids who are underprivileged. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, great thing. So, what's your vision for this one for the wisdom for kids? Yeah. So I mean, obviously we are. We had to stop because of everything that's going on in the world and the restrictions in traveling. We had to stop. But I mean, my my vision is really to be able to, there's 81 million kids, 81 million kids that live in poverty in Latin America. We would like to reach to most of them, you know, and and, and the, the secret to be to, to doing that is uh, is being able to scale and to reach out to those communities as fast as possible. Mm. So this is, and again, right now, knowing that the underprivileged kids by default they don't have access to technology and given the restrictions that we have right now to go to these places i think that it's really difficult to um to to, to have a specific goal to set but mm. that's the, the main mission for us is to reach to as many kids as possible mm. so that they, they understand and they see that there's other ways to live in this world besides what they see right now in their lives. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They, they, they should have more opportunities given to them. They exactly. should see, see some, let, uh, let's say hope, more hope in the future. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, cool. So, uh, Angel, thank you very much for being with me here today. Of course. Well, what, what's uh, your website uh, so can people go check it out? Yeah, so... I mean, actually, the, the easiest way for anybody to go and, and, and check me out, let's say, is, is to go to LinkedIn, look mm. for my name, Angel, that last name, Rebo. Rebo is spelled R-I-B as in boy, O. Angel is like an angel from heaven, A-N-G-E-L, right? So, and you can also send me an email. 
So angel at angelrebooltogether.com. If you go to LinkedIn, you will see it's Angel Rebo, the CEO confidant, the CEO confidant. Awesome. Well, Angel, thank you very much for being with me today on this episode of the Success Grid podcast. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you very much to you. And and, uh, obviously, thank you. It's it's been a blessing to be with you. Thank you. Thank you to everybody who has been listening to us today. Thank you for listening to this episode of Success Grid. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. And if you found value in the show, rate and leave a review on iTunes. For more resources, visit successgrid.net. Until next time.